0: Have you, or anyone you know, ever been in a relationship with a narcissist? Well, today we'll explore what narcissism actually is, because it's one of those terms frequently talked about, what it feels like to be in a relationship with a narcissist, and what you can do when you find yourself in this situation. And for more information, please head over to TheRelationshipMazePodcast.com, where we have more information on this podcast today. Or if you want to find out more about how to improve your relationships, please head over to TheRelationshipMaze.com. Well, welcome to today's episode of The Relationship Maze. Today, I uh, will be talking to Dr. Mariette Jansen, who is a specialist on narcissism. And you might remember Marietta from February this year when we've had an interview and talked about uh, Marietta's first project, which was the first book that she's written on the topic of narcissism. So let's just start with Marietta. Uh, welcome to the show today. I'm really delighted to have you back. Um, and it might be really helpful for those listeners who haven't encountered you yet to, if you give me a bit of an introduction to who you are and what got you working on narcissism in the first place.
1: Thank you, Angela, for having me. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about me. Me, me. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what narcissists love. Uh, I'm not a narcissist, uh, but I grew up in a family uh, with a narcissistic mother and that caused a lot of dysfunctionality in that family. It took me decades to discover what was going on. Mm -hmm. Then it took me another few years to decide to cut my mother out of my life. And since then, my life has the best ever. A narcissist is a very toxic personality, uh, Mm -hmm. someone who affects other people in a really, really negative way. And I grew up with, you know, the idea of um, relationships in a certain format of a relationship that was presented or experienced through my mother, which I then also copied in my romantic relationships. Um, until, you know, things became clearer
0: and um, I could step away from that. So, And I wanted to, sorry to butt in there, Marietta, but just to ask you, because I'm aware that narcissism is a term that we hear a lot in the media. It gets bandied about a lot of the time. So what is it? What is narcissism? And, and is it is it the same as being in a toxic relationship, which is another term that we hear a lot? Narcissism is a
1: personality disorder. It right. has different causes. It can be um, it can be hereditary. It can come from an upbringing and insecure attachment. Mm. It also can be physical. There are MRI scans of the brain that with outspoken narcissists di- diagnosed narcissists. It mm. shows that they lack a part of the brain, so oh. they. Can it's impossible for them to feel empathy and it's impossible for them to experience positive emotions. So that is a little bit of the background around a narcissist. But what a narcissist does in their behavior is it's all about themselves. They are entitled. They are very special. They believe they are very special. And therefore, everybody else needs to sort of serve them That's the attitude they have. They will never let the truth get in the way of their importance. So they lie, they twist, they deny that they are um, twisting anything and everything just for them to feel good they have mm. no empathy and no emotional awareness and that makes them so dangerous because that means they just don't care about other people mm. they simply don't care and the mm. last thing is I just you know did it on my finger so the number five is mm. they are always right they right. they cannot do anything wrong and yes. what is really Typical for a narcissist and someone with strong narcissistic tendencies is that they campaign. They choose a target and they want Mm -hmm. that target to turn into their victim and they don't let go. Mm -hmm. And that makes, so everyone can have a bit of narcissistic behavior from time to time. I started off, yeah, let's talk about me, me, me. Mm -hmm. We can all have a conversation where you're the center of the attention, for whatever Mm. reason, doesn't Mm. make you a narcissist. You can lie and twist around something because you want to have your way. It's a bit manipulative. It doesn't make you a narcissist.
0: Right. That just means that you have narcissistic traits, yeah, rather than being a narcissist, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And we all, from time to time, use those sort of things. Mm. And You know, if it's an occasional appearance or occurrence and it's, you know, it's not malicious, Mm. then it's unpleasant maybe for Mm. someone else. It's maybe not too nice, but Mm. it's not a narcissist. Right.
0: okay that's a really clear distinction isn't it absolutely and just to come back to sort of my, my second part of the question there which was around toxic relationships because toxic uh, this idea that's sort of uh, thrown around a lot as well being in a toxic relationship so what's the poison of a narcissist
1: a narcissist takes over who you are and yeah. I've got this um, I've got this picture where I say they are like an octopus. Yeah. Imagine that an octopus comes comes into your system through your heart. You know, mm. soft tissue, nice and warm and kind. And so they come in there and then they wriggle themselves all the way up to your head. They right. suck everything out of your head and they bring mm. their stuff into your head. Right. And mm. their behavior. And their way of being is fascinating for the victim. The victim thinks, what is happening? What is going Mm -hmm. on? What is, Mm -hmm. you know, how do I keep myself safe? Not in those ways, because they won't understand that they have to keep themselves safe. But, Mm -hmm. you know, how can I be on the alert? And 95% of the time Mm -hmm. spent of their mental energy is spent on their narcissist. So this is a really red flag For someone who is listening and who is thinking, gosh, do I think about myself? Do I think more about my partner? If you are, if you spend the majority of your energy on thinking about your partner, trying to understand your partner, trying to predict what they're Mm -hmm. going to do, Mm -hmm. it's a red flag.
0: Oh, that's really yeah, that's really, really interesting. Because it sort of leads on to the next question that I was gonna ask you about how would you know that you're in a relationship with somebody who's narcissistic? So this is one of the red flags, yeah? Constantly being preoccupied with yeah. the partner. Yeah. yeah. And I have a list with
1: ten questions. I don't know. Can do you do you put a little link under a podcast? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. I'll send that link to you because there are mm-hmm. ten questions. That will help you to identify if you have a narcissist in your life. And those questions are all about you and how you feel.
0: Yes. So if you are
1: uncomfortable in the presence of, Mm. say, your narcissist or someone, Mm. it might be a narcissist. If you feel insecure around that person, if you think they're having double standards, if they put you down... If mm. you know, if you think I want to read this person, I can't, I want to yeah. explain, I can't. There is no emotional availability. So mm. it's mm. If, if you go through that, if you learn to read the signs inside you, they, mm-hmm. those,
0: those give good indications. But, That's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and I wanted to say, but then mm. what most victims of emotional abuse do mm. uh, it's called cognitive dissonance yes cognitive dissonance is the concept where something happens and you know or you feel it's not quite right yeah it's very uncomfortable so what you want to do is you want to make it better and how do you make it better by mm. coming up with um an explanation yeah. That makes it all right. So, and it's usually having an excuse for someone's behavior. Right. So, for instance, mm. your narcissist w- spoiled the evening. You went out for dinner and it was all about them and they were putting you down and they didn't want you to drink wine, controlling. It's another thing. Yeah. Um, they didn't want you to do that. And it was a real miserable evening. Mm. You come home and you think, well, that was a bit of a, you know, not how I was hoping for. He, yeah. he wasn't very nice, uh, last night.
0: And mm-hmm. then
1: immediately the next thought comes up, but he was very busy at work. He was yes. really stressed. So actually he couldn't help it. Yes. And because he couldn't help it made it acceptable for you.
0: Yeah. Or I imagine there would also be quite a lot of self-blaming, yeah? Or maybe I didn't do, I didn't say the right thing or something like that. Does it come into yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Well, a narcissist will not take responsibility for anything that goes
1: wrong because they're always right. Remember, they yeah. always have it right. It's always perfect what they do. So if something doesn't go the way they want it, they blame other people. Yes. And the easiest person to blame is your partner. Of course, they are just next to you, right? Yeah, and they're <laughs> well, you're
0: on the firing line all the time. Yeah, it's the yeah, partner, nurse, they're always so.
1: there. They're available, and and the blaming serves another purpose for mm. the narcissist. The blaming makes the victim feeling insecure, right? And yes. it's much easier to control a person who is insecure
0: mm.
1: than a people than a person who is really confident.
0: Yes, absolutely. Another thing,
1: people who know themselves as really confident and find themselves, since they are in a relationship with someone,
0: Mm. that their
1: confidence is fading is another red flag. Ah, okay.
0: So something happens here. You get eroded. Yeah, the self confidence gets eroded over a period of time. Yes.
1: Because mm. you get the blame, because you're being gaslighted. Gaslighting is being mm. spoken to in a way that makes you question your own reality.
0: Yeah. Mm. And
1: a simple, simple thing. Someone, um, the partner is saying, yeah, I like broccoli or I like this dish with broccoli. You remember, you cook yeah. it the next week and you will get, he will tell you, so. I don't understand why you make this horrible dish. I absolutely don't like it. They right. say, yeah, but last week you loved it. Mm. And then mm. they will say, no, I never said that.
0: Okay.
1: The victim then will think, was that really? Was it really the case? Did, did sure. I get it wrong? Again, being blamed for things makes you question yourself first, isn't it? And yeah, what I it yeah. When, when people come out of an um, narcissistic relationship they almost have the default position whenever something goes wrong in whatever situation their yeah. first thought is what did i do wrong right not yeah. in general Hmm, this didn't work out what went wrong no what did i do wrong
0: yeah so the blame is always with you yeah As always the yeah yeah I wanted to also come, there was just another thought that I had, you know, you were talking about sort of talking about red flags. Um There is something about the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist, which is quite special. So where you might experience yourself in a different way, is that right? Where you might actually sort of bask in the glory a little bit of a narcissist. Is that right? Mm-hmm. The start of a romantic relationship is
1: usually with love bombing. Yes, that's right. And that's uh, Love bombing is it? That- you know, over the top, too good to be true, being treated with all, all agars and presents and text messages. And you're the love I've I've been waiting for you all my life. And now my life is really sort of, you're the special person, Mm -hmm. you're my soulmate Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. And being taken, you know, we're here in London, say being taken by plane to Paris for lunch or something like that. You know, all these sort of... (laughs) extravaganza uh, treatments, which seem too good to be true and which are too good to be true. true.
0: (laughs) Yes, So you should look out for that as well, yeah, if somebody kind of like overdoes it initially in the early stages of a relationship. Yes. Mm. And the pattern of the relationship
1: is the love bombing, so that is wow, wow, wow. And mm. then gradually the remarks are coming in. You know, you're being chipped away of your of how you are. So you're not mm. good enough. How can you say that? That's ridiculous. Very gently that starts. Do mm. you know the, the the boiled frog syndrome? No, I don't. Then no. if you pick up a frog. And Mm. you put it in boiling water. The thing the frog will be doing is jumping out of it and he's gone. If you put a frog in cold water, but you start heating the water gradually, the frog will discover that the water is really hot
0: Mm. by the
1: time he's already shriveled and he can't jump anymore.
0: Yes. Oh, that's quite a fitting and sad image, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that is what happens with mm. victims of narcissistic abuse, will mm. not they haven't seen what is happening gradually.
0: Yes.
1: yeah, they are desensitized, things that mm. are not right, or you know nasty remarks well mm-hmm. one, one a day becomes two a day, becomes three mm. a day, uh, events are spoiled, sort of you know, that mm. and gradually mm. sort of happens. Then there is an unhappiness coming in, Mm. which usually mounts into an explosion. And that is what the narcissist will cause.
0: Mm. They will
1: sort of, and this is the pattern in the relationship. It's the love bombing. It's then the undermining, and Mm. then it's the explosion. Now, Mm. after that explosion, the love bombing starts again.
0: Right, yes, just to make sure. That's the sort of trauma bond behavior, isn't it? That keeps you in it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: for different reasons. And I mean, the trauma bond and this cycle, Mm. it's like an addiction, like a physical addiction because what the the happy hormones that are being produced in the love-bombing states Mm. are so good, are so appreciated, are over-the-top appreciated because of the lack of it for the rest of the cycle.
0: Yes. Right. So that's how you get wheeled in, hooked in again. Yeah. Yeah. Think, oh, maybe I maybe just imagined that it wasn't so bad. Actually, he really loves me. I don't know why I had all these yeah. bad feelings, something like that. Yeah. yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. everything that happens, all the bad
1: things that happens are then with the use of cognitive dissonance, with mm-hmm. the, you know, it's sort of all, um, all being push aside as not important because what is really important is that love bombing thing. That's what I thrive on. This is what our relationship is.
0: Yeah, yeah. because you feel so special, doesn't it? Which kind of sort of it ties into another question that's kind of formulating in my head. Uh, And I have to be quite careful about how I phrase this because I don't want to say that Um, that victims, if that's the right term, of narcissists are kind of bringing on themselves, so to speak. But, but I wonder, are there people, do you think, who are more susceptible to being, um, taken in by a narcissist? Research has shown that a typical
1: victim, a typical target Hmm. is someone who is highly empathic. Right. Interesting. Empathic people are willing to forgive, are willing to give in, are really interested in the other party, in other people. They want to understand. And that's what a narcissist needs. Yeah, they need that attention. They they need someone who says, oh, oh, I'm so interested in you. Tell me more. And how how about this? And how about that? And why do you do this? And why do you do that? So and it's almost like they are magnets to each other because an yeah. empath is very keen to rescue and to yeah. teach other people that they can be happier and yes. that they can live a richer life and you know yeah. so yeah. it fits in really well together now what yeah. my and you said this was so interesting you said if a victim brings it on themselves yeah. in my way of of presenting narcissistic yeah. abuse yeah. i making the victim 50% responsible for what yes. happens. Okay. Because yeah. the narcissist is throwing all their abuse out. Yeah. Mm. However, yeah. if they throw the abuse out, it's not abuse yet. It becomes mm. abuse if another person opens themselves up and starts mm. receiving it. Yes. That's an interesting point.
0: Right. So it's an enabling the narcissist, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... You know, before everyone says, well, 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 it's not my fault that I'm a victim of narcissism. What we are lacking is awareness of narcissism, is knowledge about it, is skills to, you know, to deal with them Mm. or to check out if they are a narcissist, techniques, the confidence to sort of really spot one. And then choose the behavior that keeps you away from that narcissist. And that's what our work is about. It's all Mm. about making people aware. So Mm. narcissism is not going to go away. There will Mm. always be narcissists. But if they're not enabled, Mm. then
0: they will do
1: less harm.
0: Absolutely. They can't feed on other people then, can they? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they become the frog then that's an interesting idea isn't it yeah if they're not being yeah, fed
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah i love that i love that um uh, mm. that metaphor for yeah, no, for the victim and for the narcissist and you yeah. can and you 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 know you can imagine um how how difficult it becomes for a narcissist if whatever they try they're really nasty tricks they don't work they don't get a response they can't play their game they need to try different ways but in trying to do different ways they they do they damage
0: less yes interesting yeah and have you witnessed that? Have you also witnessed some relationships where actually, you know the the victim decided relatively early on in the relationship? I'm not having that. I'm walking away from this, and that was that. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. and I mean that's the that's really beautiful when that happens,
0: of course, yeah, yeah. when
1: mm. when people step into their power and mm. say, actually, I'm important here.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: sacrificing myself for a relationship that is so damaging. I am not being treated like shit, basically. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But uh, but that sort of also presupposes, we talked to, you mentioned attachment styles at the beginning uh, of the podcast as well. That also presupposes that somebody is secure enough in themselves or have a secure attachment style and kind of know when something is not right. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not yeah. treated in a way that they deserve to be treated. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and that's not. Where,
1: yeah, and that is where self-respect and self-love and self-care comes
0: in. Then mm-hmm.
1: you say, "I'm, I'm, I'm too good to be treated like this,"
0: yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. And what if you? And this is sort of leads me on to another question, really. Well, what if you haven't quite got? The strength, is that the term? I'm not, maybe that's not the best term that I can think of here, but what if you haven't quite got the tools yet? Let's, so to speak, to that enable you to walk away from a, a narcissistic partner. What would be your recommendation? What 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 are the options here? What can you do when you're stuck in this relationship? Say you've been married already for 30 yeah. years or something. Yeah. What do you do? Well, that is where my book comes in. I've got two books, you know. Yes, that's what I wanted to
1: ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second book is the rule book of a narcissist. And yeah. it's fascinating that narcissists all over the world, it doesn't matter what culture, what gender, what age, where they are, they seem Mm -hmm. to behave very, very similar, even using the same language. So based on that, I put together the rules, the rules of a narcissist, Mm -hmm. and they are in my book. On the next page, next to the rules, is the helpful response. If you deal with a narcissist and you notice this behavior, what Mm. would be a helpful response for you? So it's... I, can you give
0: us an example? Sorry, Mariette. yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. an example would be uh, your narcissist is home late, yeah? Mm-hmm. Later mm-hmm. than planned. And yeah. you want to tell them that sort of, hey, you're home at eight, but you said you were home at six. Mm. What a narcissist will do, they will say, how dare you speak to me like that? And I'm working and I'm the one who brings the money in, and now you you tell me off for this. How dare you do that? Yeah. In manipulating the conversation like that, he steps away from the comment that you made, the yeah. critical note you had, and yeah. he then sort of they change it around, and all of a sudden it becomes about you and you doing things wrong. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my tip would be: the helpful response would be stick to your remark mm, don't right. step away from that keep on repeating mm-hmm. i told you you're or you are home at eight and you told me you were home we're going to be home at six right how do you speak to me now? you were going to be home at six but you are home at eight yeah. and then walk away yeah don't engage in any further Mm. arguments there because it will become argumentative and mm. you will come out as the loser right yes
0: yes because i imagine also the whole arsenal will then be employed to be thrown at you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's a really good okay that's a really good tip so kind of stick to your guns and then and also cut it short yeah yeah, this is this is I call that Jade. That is a communication
1: technique. Jade Jade stands for Do not justify, argue, defend, or explain. Brilliant. Just uh-huh. say what you want. Right. Because the more information you give to your narcissist, the more uh-huh. ammunition they have to undermine you. Ah, yes, of course. Uh-huh. You might say. I'm not joining you. I'm not going to the rugby with you tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And about, and then when you say, I'm not going with you to the rugby because I'm tired. Then yeah. your narcissist will say, oh, you're tired. Well, you have to go to bed earlier or you could have gone to bed earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not saying, oh, it's okay. You're not going to the rugby. No, they. you give them things then to undermine your statements right? or I'm not going to the rugby because I've got a headache well mm. you can take a pill for the headache can't you right yeah and then you have to go to the rugby <laughs> and yes. you don't want to <laughs> so if you insecure people will mm. come up with lots of explanations around mm. what they want in order yeah. to get the approval Yeah. don't yes. go there just yeah. make short statements
0: yeah, that's good. That's very good advice too. I mean, is there from, from your experience, Marietta, is there a point where, um, the kind of dynamic or the interaction between the two partners starts to shift? If the, the victim changes their stance, if they don't, you know, if they follow the steps that you just outlined, the jade, does it make a difference? It makes a huge difference
1: mm-hmm. because in the day to day life, a narcissist is always out there to put you down to create an argument to get to vent their anger because underneath they're quite their angry personalities yeah and if you can stop that Mm. at least you have more peace in your life and you are less affected by their behavior you you close yourself off for Mm. the abuse that being thrown at you yeah
0: absolutely and you're diffusing then as well, aren't you? That's right. So you sort of you don't take quite as much of the not that you don't have that many grenades being logged at you, yeah. So maybe it's not quite as damaging in the same way. Yeah,
1: and you know if you if you just turn your back on someone or you just leave the room, mm. what can they do? I compare it as playing tennis. Yeah. So the narcissist is playing the ball over the over the, to the other side and. The target, the victim tries to play the ball back and then the narcissist will play the ball to the other side of the court (laughs) and you are running, running, running to get the ball and play it back. Yeah. And that's what, that's what they do. If you don't play the ball back, there's not a lot of
0: tennis to be had. (laughs) There's not a lot of running either. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they're not, they don't play fair. That's right. You can't play. Yeah. So you can't play fair if they're, if you can't play fair, then don't follow the rules. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Mm. Um, there was also another sort of another thought that just popped into my head. I wanted to ask you is, is, um, is narcissism from your experience, is it sort of gender specific? Are there more men or more women who are narcissistic? There's, there is no official research. But okay. see,
1: it seems that about eighty percent of narcissists are male.
0: Oh, really? That's very interesting. That's really high. Yeah, it is high. Yeah. Uh huh. So, women listen out—is our message here? Yeah. That was. That was, of, and of course, men. If you are in gay relationships, then you listen out as well. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Right. Okay.
1: It's not an official figure, but mm. there are not a lot of official statistics about narcissists because mm. a narcissist is not, not, they don't have a problem with mm. their condition.
0: Mm. You know,
1: they have a problem and people don't give them what they want, but then they are very clever in manipulating and, in the end, getting what they want. They won't right. go to a therapist and say, oh, I'm unhappy, because they're perfect.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've never, ever worked with a narcissist in all my time as a therapist, no. Yeah, no. And
1: that makes sense, because they will yeah. never seek you out to to ask to change, to make changes. They won't no. change. That's mm-hmm. another thing, is when you are with a narcissist, it's highly unlikely that they change right it's mm. just not in their makeup and not in you know they are mm. perfect so why why would they
0: change mm-hmm. mm. of course yes absolutely yeah so yeah we don't see them I mean, this is also and this is a really interesting point as well isn't it so there's little hope in a way isn't there for a narcissist to change their patterns yeah. or behavior? no
1: i would say it's a no hoper yeah. Absolute no hope.
0: And this is interesting. Yeah. The
1: relationship with my mother was very painful and was mm-hmm. really difficult for me. And I tried to make it work all uh. my, nearly all my life because my mother told me. It was my fault the relationship didn't work. And then yeah. conventional therapists were saying to me, oh yeah, no, you have to repair the relationship with your mother. And yeah. it was something that was irreparable. It wasn't there in the first place and it could never have been there. Or people yeah. are saying to me, oh, I'm sure your mother loves you. And I'm yeah. thinking I'm sure my mother didn't. She yeah. didn't. And she didn't you know, know how to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where does that come from? So it's the myth of the mother you know, mm-hmm. the, the nasty mother is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Of course. My mm. turning point came when I gave up hope, when yeah. I realized what her condition was. And then I knew and accepted that she would never change. Yeah. That yeah. moment, everything changed for me.
0: Right. But that was a long, painful road, no
1: doubt. Yeah, my my yeah, my journey was really long. I was fifty, yeah. I was fifty-eight, fifty-five, right. fifty-eight when I reached that point. Yeah. and that yeah. is what makes my work so um, yeah. satisfying and why I'm so motivated. Because I don't want anyone to yeah. spend that long to discover yeah. that something is wrong in their lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So really, I mean, the sort of takeaway message from, from this podcast today is about um, as far as possible to kind of walk away from a narcissist as soon as possible. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's absolutely spot on. Yeah. The other thing is that I want to stress is you are the one who can diagnose the narcissist mm-hmm. by linking into how you feel about this person if you are uncomfortable around someone Mm. just shrug your shoulders and walk away you don't have to come up with justifications for Mm. it all Mm -hmm.
0: And that's a really powerful message as well i think that's a that's a good message for anyone, isn't it? Whether they with a narcissist or not, or it's just that if, if, if this goes on, if you experience the relationship as that troubling for you, then there's something not right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And
1: what you do, you're not even blaming the other party. You're just saying, you know what? This doesn't feel right for me. Mm-hmm. So I decide to step away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, yeah. So, if, if you feel undermined, if you feel like it sort of dismantles your sense of self, that's never a good thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's a really good point. And I, uh, and of course, that's the work that you do, isn't it? That's the that's the work that you um, do with your clients, enabling them to kind of spot that, yeah, uh, and to have to develop that kind of self confidence and self belief again. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, because
1: that is chipped away over the years of emotional abuse Mm -hmm. people lose themselves they lose their confidence they they have been trained to look for external validation wanting to do everything right for the narcissist Mm -hmm. and you know building yourself up and and changing your view of the world in order to heal is um it's a, it's, an, it's a journey of discoveries, almost rediscovering who you are, yeah. of growing up. And this is interesting because yesterday mm-hmm. I had a, a new client who uh-huh. also had an abusive family and mm-hmm. she, she was in her 50s and she said, I never grew up. And that Mm. makes perfect sense, because if you're under the controlling influence of an emotional abuser, all your mental energy and all your focus is on the abuser. There's nothing left for you.
0: Yes, absolutely. And also, I imagine a lot of people are very, it isolates you, doesn't it? Because you haven't got time then for other people and it's
1: not only not only what you do to yourself within mm. the abusive relationship but a narcissist will actively alienate you from friends and family right yes and again that is a campaign mm. they won't right. say overnight oh we're not going to your family anymore i don't like them they will they will start to sort of they will drip feed that
0: yeah, yeah your yeah. mother
1: has really awkward behavior god your father he drinks quite a lot yeah. uh, your brother is got such a bore that sort of things <laughs> you know continuously yeah. continuously and then you start to as the target you start to look at your family members and oh yeah i've actually never noticed that oh maybe maybe he is right oh maybe this is what is going on yes
0: yeah exactly uh uh-huh. Yeah, and of course, if you haven't got anyone else to bounce off and to check, y- y- you only have your partner to continuously tell you that there's something wrong with you. Yeah, then you start believing it. Yeah. But then
1: there's yeah. also this thing that the narcissist behaves in their nasty ways behind closed door, mm. and towards the outside world they have a mask. They yeah. can easily be the heart and soul of a party. Ah, okay. they can easily be the people who are generous with money, and they can easily be the one who comes across very caring. Now imagine yeah. that's your partner, and then you know you come home and he totally mm. changes. You then think, "I'm going to talk to my friends about him or about mm. our relationship because I've got a real, you know, I want to, yeah. I want to discuss this." And then yeah. the friend will look at you and think like, "What?" He's yeah. such a nice man. How He's can so you say charming. That? Yeah, He's yeah. so charming. I don't believe you. They find people find it difficult to believe, mm. and that makes the journey also very lonely, mm. because it's almost as if you have to defend yeah. your opinion about your partner. Right. That's
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah. And God, therefore, that's and therefore, yeah. the
1: focus on the focus on yourself and how you feel is so helpful. Mm, Because if you say to a friend, I feel really uncomfortable in the relationship, Mm. then you talk about something else as then when you say, oh, my partner behaves really weird or really nasty or really. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you can say you can you know when you're done when you feel in a particular way if you can tune into yourself yeah and it might be quite helpful also to kind of think about um, um, what enables you to tune in because I mean I suppose some people really struggle to have some sense of what am I actually experiencing what am I feeling how do you encourage that with your clients? It's all writing exercises okay
1: good yeah. so yeah. for instance if you are with a partner and there is a situation that doesn't feel good yeah to you and it just doesn't feel good but that is fake mm. Then sit down
0: and mm. think
1: how do i feel right about yeah. it what do i think about it so I, I can feel so i can feel uncomfortable that's it but yeah. what do i think about it
0: Mm, and thoughts yeah. are
1: coming up oh my god have I done it wrong oh where did it About a cycle of thoughts well yeah. there's a feeling there as well mm-hmm. if you look at those thoughts because then the fear comes yeah. it, it comes in and you can see that in your way of thinking
0: mm-hmm. how do
1: you behave are mm-hmm. you getting twitchy do you walk away are you starting to shout are you sort of what is going on and the last thing is how does it feel in my body yes. because your body will give you excellent excellent yeah. pointers what yeah. is going on so that is a way that is a way of yeah. starting to train yourself to recognize what is going on and if you struggle with feelings and mm. you're not quite sure mm. about feelings and what they are there are on on the internet there are loads of l- feeling lists yeah? yes just There's- download a- download those and look at them and think mm, would i feel this at one yeah. particular point, do I know this feeling? What, yeah. what is it? What is it connected with? Yeah. And in that way, sort of develop your mm. uh, your it's feeling vocabulary. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And not your that I like that an emotional vocabulary mm. where you then sort of start to distinguish between fear yeah. and mm. stress, yeah, and yeah, being exactly. and stress uh, and and sadness and a little mm. bit of sadness or so there's a little bit of of mm. um, yeah Yeah, I can't find a word now. But
0: no, I can't. It's interesting, isn't it? It's always an interesting exercise. You ask people to describe feelings. uh, People usually only can list about seven or eight. We don't have that kind of vocabulary. Yeah, and it's really helpful to develop. Yeah, there are lots of you absolutely. There's lots of stuff on the internet, isn't there? This Mm. is a feeling wheel, which I often use in my sessions as well. But this is really helpful, and it's really good, good, um, helpful tips um for someone in a relationship with a narcissist to kind of practice to kind of reflect on what am i thinking feeling etc what am i feeling in my body that gives you clues yeah and you learn to trust yourself um and you learn to listen to yourself in that way Yeah. yeah yeah that's great yeah Lovely. Marietta, I'm, I'm aware that um, I'm well over the time that I thought we'd be talking, but we we could be talking about this for hours, couldn't we? It's really Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's book the next
1: session, yeah? <laughs> totally.
0: Totally. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much. I think it's absolutely fantastic advice that you've given us. Um, I'll put the link to um, your books into the show notes as well so that um, listeners can, can look you up. Yeah. Um, Uh, And just to say that, I mean, I looked at the um, From Victim to Victor. That was the first book that you read. It's got fantastic – it's a really great guide that helps you to to look at techniques and ways of addressing what we've talked about today. So it's really – it's practical and helpful, and anyone can do it. It's it's very accessible information. It's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, And I'm very much looking forward to looking at the rule book of the narcissist as well, the Narcissism Self-Help Guide, which – no doubt has got excellent information as well. So thank you so much for today's session. And hopefully, and hopefully we reach some listeners who have either encountered this or are encountering this, this experience in their life at the moment, or know someone yeah. who does yeah. us and who can pass on the information um and, and and get this across. That would be so valuable. Yeah. And I think so, sense- and yes,
1: sorry, yeah, I'll send you the link uh, to the 10 um, questions Brilliant. that will help you to identify if, you know, if you are subjected to narcissistic abuse.
0: Fantastic. I include it in the show notes. Thank you so much. Good. So take good care and hope to see you sometime soon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Angela. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.